It's a brand new day, and we're putting the AM in American politics. We've seen the darkness of division and despair and are now jumping into the light of a bright path forward. Progress is here, and we're sharing its story with you, for you, all with the help of Signal Boost. Now, here are your hosts, Zerlina Maxwell and Jess McIntosh. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Signal Boost. It's Tuesday, January the 19th. That means we have <gasps> one more day of the Trump <laughs> presidency. Good morning, Jess. It is the last day of the Trump presidency. Like, I'm so I, happy about it. I, I mean, I, I've known, obviously, like, Wednesday has been on my mental calendar for a very long time, but I woke up this morning with, with this realization that, like, oh, my God, this is it. This is the last day that we wake up and Trump is president and go to bed and Trump is president. That's, That's it. Nice. That's it. We just get we I think just I'll sleep get through a little today. bit better um, when he's not the president and has the launch codes. I mean, I think that's what sort of keeps me tossing and turning. Yes. Um, I, some nights. So that'll be a new world. That'll uh-huh. be the reality. That's uh-huh. nice. I think it is unlikely, just unlikely, that he starts a war in Iran today. Well... According it's to possible Tibble, he doesn't have anything to do today. Right. Yeah, no, I think um, I think he's not going to have anything to do for uh, the rest of the days of his life, actually. Oh, no, he uh, has a lot of court appointments, with lawyers and conference calls. Yeah, that's what his mm-hmm. life is going to be from oh now on. God. He's going to be meeting with lawyers for the rest it's of his gonna life. Suck. Um, it's going to suck yeah, it's so suck. much. <laughs> you shouldn't, if you don't want to have to spend your retirement meeting with lawyers, don't crime spend your less criming. Yeah, yeah, it's very simple. Yeah. Uh, I feel good about it being the last day. Mm-hmm. I feel horrible about it being the last day at, you know, of the worst presidency in American history. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, the conditions under which he is going out are like, yeah. remember when he stood up there at the inauguration and he talked about American carnage and it's like, yeah. now he's, he's going out <laughs> with, with a DC that is like, occupied like you can't get anywhere near the capital like the residents are living in fear journalists are heading back to their vacant offices to pick up the bulletproof vest that was stuffed in a desk for the last 10 years because they have to go cover the inauguration like that like he is leaving in absolute shambles like having left this country in absolute shambles He's leaving. Like, he created the American carnage. We're going to hit a half million body count on his watch. Um, so, yeah. So, it's, 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 hard, it's hard to just straight up celebrate <laughs> um, because it was as bad as we thought it could be. Yeah. It was way uh, worse. It was different, I not, but it was... I did, not have pan- I did not have half a million dead and pandemic on my bingo card. No, I mean, the I funny did, thing I've... was... Like, people who knew, like, people who have done this for a very long time, like, they they were honestly worried about the right thing. They didn't know it was pandemic, but what they were worried about was a global catastrophe that we didn't create, but that we had to deal with. Right. Yeah, you know, I, I think people, you know, people were less concerned about him having the codes as, as we were. Um, I'm glad that they were more or less, you know, right. We still got 24 hours, but... Uh, I was pretty worried about that. Yeah. To be honest. But what, but what, you know, what they were worried about, I remember them, I, I remember them saying in like, you know, 2017, 2018 even was just how freaking lucky we were that the Trump presidency had not collided with a, a, a massive global crisis. Like right. we hadn't had, you know, we hadn't had a market fallout. We hadn't had a bubble burst. We hadn't had 
Um, you know, we had Hurricane Maria and you saw how terribly that was handled. Um, but most, you know, most presidents live through something massive that is not their doing. And, and he got really lucky for the first three years. And that meant that we got really lucky for the first three years, too, because now we know what happens uh, when he actually has to be confronted with one. So now we're here on the last day, on the last day that he can hurt us. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, almost that's, ready to get through it. <laughs> it's a sad statement. You know, we are looking forward to having a president who's not going to intentionally harm us. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's it. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> um, the other thing I've been thinking about this morning, because I just know, because I'm a black girl and because I watched what happened to Michelle Obama as the first black woman to be first lady, um, there would be a whole lot of different stories about Melania Trump today if this were Michelle Obama behaving this way. Yeah. I just want to say. You think? Um, you know, they're like, oh, you know. She she isn't doing the tradition. She is a birther. That should be the lead of every story. Um, yeah. The other thing is, like, she really didn't do much um, as First Lady. I mean, the, the, the headline probably would have been, like, least productive First Lady <laughs> violates yeah. American tradition that we honor <laughs> and hold sacred. You know, it would be more like she's bucking the American tradition and she's not a patriot and that's how they would frame it if it were michelle obama she hates christmas right (laughs) i mean she legit there was a secret tape of her talking about christmas like what like there that mm. (laughs) i mean i i don't care i don't care if melania hates christmas i I think i think we should redesign the 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 role of the first lady top to bottom i'm i'm all for it it's the it's the hypocrisy of the coverage uh, Mm -hmm. between michelle obama and melania that makes that makes me lose my mind right now like that's like that's it like i don't you know, could you could you even imagine? No, like they made up a whole secret tape for Michelle Obama that they right. talked about for eight years, it didn't and then they exist. got mad about a tape that didn't exist, where right. she says something she wouldn't say. I mean, I think the best quote, like a um, very silly thing, like we're yeah, like in, the, in the slur Clough's that she supposedly is, said was yeah. whitey. Like what? Yeah. What kind no of nineteen fifties crap <laughs> is that? Yeah. No, no, that's the joke, though, because in David Plouffe's book, he has a uh, quote from Michelle Obama saying, like, who even would who even says that anymore? Like, that's right. The 1950s. (laughs) Like, I'm not 100 years old, you guys. Right. Right. It's actually so dumb. They invented a tape, got mad about a tape based um, their dislike of Michelle Obama on the caricature they created based on a tape that didn't exist. Melania's mm-hmm. doing all of this, and there was a tape, and yet, yeah, first lady she who hates, hates Christmas, Christmas violates American traditions. <laughs> That's my headline. Yeah, um, yeah, we're we're the sad thing is we're going to be like living histories of this time. Like people are yeah. going to forget so much. We're going to oh, forget no. so I'm much. Gonna the, I'm gonna be the old lady like. <laughs> that they bring on to remind them of the other like, all of the details of how terrible this was nobody's gonna be able right to, see the thing is is like you know republicans think that americans memories are short so if they like just move on from trump and act like never happened nobody's gonna remember oh no i'm gonna be the one raising my hand in the back like b- yeah. ringing a bell like ding 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 nope <laughs> <laughs> nope i'll pop up yep. on the screen every time they try to say on tv um, you know, well, I was opposed to Donald Trump, or I was stood up to, nope, nope, nope. nope. 
A little no, icon should pop up like the Microsoft paperclip. <laughs> and be like, You nope. seem to be trying to tell a lie. <laughs> could Clippy help? <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. I think it could work. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I remember when he like went to Saudi Arabia and put his hands on the magic evil orb. Oh my god. <laughs> it's stuff that was like, like in that. the beginning. And then we just Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna, we're, yeah. Oh, then we then we just kept going, but uh, but we're gonna, you know, we're we're gonna we're gonna lose all of that weirdness too. The the blood Christmas and the, like, right, and staring straight at the eclipse, um, and the sun the during the eclipse. I mean, I think that I say I say it all the time. I can't believe the one thing that's shocking to me. For sure, I thought, you know, that rich people were going to intervene. Somebody powerful and rich was going to intervene in 2016 because they would not want Donald Trump to be the president. Turns out they were figuring out how to make money with him as the president. Yes. And I didn't think we were going to allow him to destroy the economy during a pandemic um, and allow half a million Americans to die without like a revolt against him. I didn't think I would. We just kind of let it rock. You know what I mean? Yeah. And. That's that's the part that's always going to get to me. It's like, you know, for every person in the media space who's aghast <laughs> today, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, I think that one of the things that I prided myself on during the last four years in terms of commentary is every time I went on TV, I thought about how it would sound in 25 years. Oh, is wow. What I'm saying today, yeah. Is what I'm saying today um, yeah. grounded in truth and facts? I mean, even if the facts change, you know, and maybe some of the analysis could be off, the central point I'm making has to be true. Like, it has to mm-hmm. last um, the test of time. I feel okay, pretty good. Yeah. About, no, I do too. Um, how I understood the severity and risk of Trump being the president. And I think that I was pretty consistent in my on TV as calmly as possible, telling people we were in danger. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And that, I mean, I sort of shorthanded it, like by looking at the TV in in horror most days and being like, we're all going to die under my breath. (laughs) That that was what, but that's the inside voice. Right. I was like, we're all going to die. We're all going to die. Why is everybody walking around (laughs) and answering emails and going to meetings? Like this is normal. None of this is normal. This is not normal. This is not okay. We are in so much danger. And I, I mean, it was frustrating to watch people go on with life like it was normal. Like, yep. you know, politics is a distraction from other things. Like, oh, I don't talk about politics. You know, influencer like, influencers are like that on their pages. Like, I don't get political. But, you know, I'm like, we're all right. going to die. Do you understand? Right. <laughs> like, no one cares about your face routine when we're, like, in the <laughs> nuclear, dis- uh, you know, um, when we're in nuclear war. <laughs> No yeah. one's going to care about your serums, okay? So I I just, I had trouble the last four years watching the rest of you. Not that I didn't engage in that shit, too, because it was a great distraction. But I just felt like we let this rock because we were just mm-hmm. distracted by Instagram and, like, you know, our jo- our many jobs. And the pandemic forced us all inside. And we had to sit down and we had to think about where we messed up at. Turns out it was when we elected Donald Trump as the president. <laughs> It's not that was a good it. move. We have to put a lot more thought into who we put into positions of power. You know, someone like Lauren, whatever her name is, we're not going to learn it here. 
<laughs> right from Colorado. It starts with a B. Congress. I know she that shouldn't now. be in Congress. I think she's from Colorado. Um, yeah. And we have to. She's you in. Know, she she's, ran unopposed. She's in pretty serious uh, trouble at this point. Oh like, yeah, no, she's the, in trouble. It's it's not just you know. Mickey Sherrill said last week that she saw a member freshman freshman Congresswoman Mickey Sherrill said that she saw. Uh, incoming uh, Congress members. She she intimated that they were new Congress members. I can't remember the exact phrasing, though, but she did not say who it was giving tours of the Capitol to people that she saw at the insurrection uh, on the 6th. That's now been confirmed by a veteran member of Congress, Steve Cohen, uh, who says that it was, in fact, Lauren Boebert. Um, he had an amazing quote uh, about her, which was... Um, she she was a freshman. She might have had a large number of people coming with her on this historic occasion and just wanting to give them an opportunity to have a tour. But it is pretty clear that her team is the team. She's not on the home team. She was with the visitors. Yeah. Is the yeah. is the Cohen quote. Well, I like his I, I like his analogy because, you know, he's a big Memphis uh, basketball fan. So it's very apt. <laughs> um, All right. And I but and I think that I mean, I just we let this rock. Why? Yeah. Why? I mean, I think a lot Why? of us were trying really hard. Like a lot of us, a lot of us, you know, I mean, we started voting as soon as I mean, he got was, in the we, office. We like, did call I, ourselves the resistance. <laughs> right away. <laughs> no. And I do, yeah. I, I do want to remind people that like they cheated to win the last time. Like it's, it's not like, it's not like all of America overwhelmingly voted for Donald Trump and was super happy with it until the pandemic happened. <laughs> like yeah. they yeah. cheated to win. Uh, had they not thrown black voters off the rolls in Wisconsin, had Russia not, you know, had we not solicited help from Russia and then taken it, like, had they not cheated in several different ways, none of this would have happened. Uh, but they did, and they got the White House, and we, we we formed a resistance right away. The first special election was the highest attended in our our country's history. We had the 2018 midterms and the election of the squad, and, and people like them up and down the ballot like we built a bench with people who had never considered running for running for office before um then we had you know we had the 2020 elections and we had and we had georgia like i think i think a lot of people were walking around not knowing what to do about the fact that there was a lunatic in the presidency because the thing to do when there's a lunatic as president is invoke the 25th amendment or impeach him but we're stuck with republicans who are okay with a lunatic as president so you're sitting there as the average citizen being like, well, uh, I, there, there, there's actually nothing I can do at this point. Like, I, I can just keep voting, I guess, and vote harder next time and hope that it, we vote more than they cheat. And luckily, we did. <laughs> but, yeah. I, I mean, it was, I don't want to say it was luck because it was a lot of work, but they were trying really hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, we overwhelmed them with with numbers and it was still I mean, I know it's eight million more people, but it still feels close when you're talking about the difference between, you know, 74 million and 81 million. That doesn't feel like a landslide. It was, right. especially since we had the Electoral College. But if you were looking at those two teams, you'd be like, I don't know which one's bigger. Maybe that one's bigger. Like, right. <laughs> that's a, it's a lot. No, no, no. And I think that to, to your point about it feeling closer is is why i felt so angry the day after the election that so many people um yeah you know i guess the people that i would categorize as those who let it rock were mm-hmm. willing to go along with four more years of it and i was yeah. like for sure i mean at the it's not good of... for you even as a white rich person what the Seriously. hell are you doing what the Seriously. hell are you doing and i, ass- th- I mean even as like 
the most privileged, out of touch person. Like you maybe you live on a private island and you have yeah, no sure. like I mean, it's still impacting you because you can't go anywhere from your private island because you can't travel anywhere in the world because it's a pandemic that we are making worse. And we are literally banned from other places like in, you know, one of the one of the new things that I've uh, started to love in quarantine is K-pop. You know this. Yes. Um, One of the weird things about liking K-pop in this moment is you can watch other countries a lot because there's like a lot of K-pop covers on YouTube, like in asia in vietnam south korea you know um, mm-hmm. um singapore and so one of the weird things i do is like look in the background at like mass compliance and to yes. see you know how many people are out and about Yo, we are not doing well here yeah it's not like it's going fantastic in other places but it's you know it's relative for sure but we're not doing so great. Yeah, you, um, you're you're way better off comparing us to uh, Europe, Western Europe, and the UK exactly. than you are to Asia. Like, if you if you want to feel bad about yourselves, look at Asian countries right I'm now. I'm just saying. Like, I was like, those people in Vietnam are at the mall, like hanging out. They, I mean, they all have masks they're on fine. because they obviously understand how to follow directions. Unlike they don't have any cases in their country, and they are still wearing masks because that's how they get to live their lives. My God. <laughs> Like it's there like are zero cases science. in there. If you there, if there was zero cases in this country, like you would have to, you you wouldn't be able to tell us. Like we'd all go out and lick each other immediately. Like it'd be horrible. <laughs> but in you know in in Vietnam, that's that they're they're just waiting for the next one to come in, and they don't want to they don't want to pass it along because they know that like you know they're not an island, they're not New Zealand, mm-hmm. they can't they can't secure the borders, and that's it. They're good. Um, so, you know, they're, so they're all still doing the stuff that they need to be doing. If you look at the UK, if you look at Britain, it's horrible. Like looking at a, looking at high street looks like a MAGA rally. Like the only time that you ever see that many Americans smooshed together like that unmasked all white is at a MAGA rally here or like Sturgis there. It's just chopping like, like they've got the new variant. So yeah, if you want to feel better about yourself, uh, look over to Europe. <laughs> if you want to feel worse. No, so I mean, I feel like. You know, I think my my K-pop story was really just because it was a, it's a it's an interesting experiment to sort of look it and is. see how other places are doing it, and I felt especially this weekend um, good about the fact that we're coming to the end of an era which has mm-hmm. been terrible, but I'm glad that um, we have turned the page. I mean, it's not over yet because he's still not there, but he'll be gone shortly after we're off the air tomorrow because he's flying yeah. away early because he wants to fly on air force one <laughs> i really like the way you said that <laughs> yeah and then we'll be back we're we're anchoring coverage all day tomorrow so we'll we will we will get to take you through uh the um the whatever military funeral he's having for himself and and then um and then the inauguration of an actual president uh, I'm looking forward to the swearing in of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. I feel a little sad that we haven't been able to celebrate Kamala as much as we I know. normally would, but mostly because of pandemic. I mean, the marching band will be out, but they can't be out. You know what I mean? I know. Um, and so that would be really, really fun. But then, you know, we have four years to have the fun. Just think yeah. about the Obama years. Like, think about being, um, you know, watching videos of people doing, you know, Hamilton and other cool shit in the White House. That's what we're yeah. about to get with Kamala. Yeah. 
Not so yeah. much Joe Biden. I don't see him doing so much. I think know, he likes school shit. Line dances. <laughs> yeah, I think he. Like, I don't I think, think he's he... gonna get in line for the Cupid Shuffle. Maybe I think Jill would, Doctor Biden. Um, yes, but but I think that we're we just we're going to have decent people in the White House again. That feels mm-hmm. different. That yeah, feels like a new America. I don't have yeah. to. I mean, because honestly, the last four years, I don't know about you, but I felt like people were sort of taking cues from the president in terms of you know the way they could behave because yeah we have a president who's a narcissistic and selfish and self-absorbed and arrogant and um he lies it doesn't matter like how are you going to get through four years with thirty thousand lies i mean that's a lot of lying i mean Mm -hmm. what 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 things are true that you say (laughs) yeah um so i feel like hopefully if you have decency back in the white house the American people will take some of those cues instead. I'm for yeah. that. Yeah, I'm for that too. I, I mean, it's just, it's the, it's having somebody, like, if you're smart and your heart's in the right place, you will make a good leader. <laughs> yeah. That's really all, all we need right now. Are you smart enough to put the right people around you and ask the right questions? Is your heart in the right place? Are you going to prioritize the people who need it most? Okay, we're going to be okay. <laughs> it's no. really... That's really, I mean, that's, that's it. Um, and I do very much like the people that uh, Joe Biden is putting around him, starting with his, his vice president. But uh, just in the last hour, we had some breaking news that he has tapped Pennsylvania Health Secretary Rachel Levine to be his assistant secretary of health. That makes her uh, poised to become the first transgender federal official ever to be confirmed by the U.S. Senate. That's dope. At HHS. Like, that is very, very exciting. Um, Especially when you remember how early the trans military ban happened in the Donald Trump presidency. It's like... When he tweeted it that day? Yeah. Like, Biden can put that back on day one. And he'll have a trans woman at HHS. Yeah. Like, that's exactly... I mean, we, we, we need trans women everywhere in the government. But, like, especially HHS. That's... um. It's nice to have unadulterated good news every now and then. I feel like every now and then we come into this show with like a piece of news about the Biden transition and it's like, oh, we're getting rid of tipped, ma- tipped wages, tipped minimum wages. Oh, that's just good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's like not much to say about it. That's just real good. Um, I'm hoping that we get that we get a lot more of those, frankly. I agree. And I'm excited. I'm excited to see the thing tomorrow. Like I'm excited to see his speech. Um, I'm sure I mean, it's probably the most important yeah. that Joe Biden's ever given. Although I really, I honestly, he has, I think that <clears throat> the failure of Donald Trump to accept the results of the election um, kind of shifted even how he's sort of approaching things. Like his tone actually changed a bit over the mm-hmm. course of this transition. Um, he's been more critical of their failure to cooperate, especially with the national security stuff, which... Is right. like horrifying to think. Um, but I think that I, I'm looking forward to this speech because he's been getting so much better each go of it. Um, yes, in he terms has. Of, of really capturing the moment. And I think, mm-hmm. I mean, America voted for a president who is ready for the job, which we yeah. desperately need. I mean, yeah. you know, for all the people who today are like, oh, we made it. And we started the show saying that, too. Like, but you notice I didn't say, like, we survived. Because 400,000 people did not survive did not. just this year. 
and they yeah. were more beyond that. But 400,000 this year alone did not survive the Trump era. And that is a stain on our on our nation's history and Donald Trump's record forever, beyond mm-hmm. forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I can't they, think of anything worse. I can't. If, There's if we worse. make it 100 years, you can imagine how a Trump presidency will be taught in 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 schools. <laughs> Imagine a hundred years ago, you, I mean, like, imagine you did read that in the fifth grade, like a hundred years ago, there was a president who right. during the the plague in 1920 was like, uh, masks like, are, are, you know, tyranny and it's a hoax. And then yeah. 500,000 Americans died. And you read that in fifth grade. Like that would be the oh, no. president. Like, the the, the way that brain. the only Easy. thing I know about Andrew Jackson is the trail of tears. Like, right. That's it. That's <laughs> the only thing I know about yeah. Andrew Jackson. I know he was the worst president. I know he's on the $20 bill. I know, twi- I know trail of tears. That's all. Uh, because you know, history is, is poorly taught in schools and I haven't cared <laughs> to learn very much additionally about Andrew Jackson because the first thing I knew was trail of tears. So that's exactly. it. I will devote my historical readings to different figures. Point is, it's going to be like that for Trump. In a hundred years, all the kids are going to know is, oh, he's the COVID disaster guy. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, he's the insurrection guy. Or, right. oh, he's the COVID disaster insurrection guy. Or, he's the president who was impeached about. twice. One-term president who was impeached twice. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. There are actually several ways to remember him mm-hmm. uh, in complete ignominy. That's very exciting. Lost the popular vote twice. Twice. Yep. One-term yep. impeached twice. Yep. All right. We'll be back tomorrow with another Signal Boost podcast. Thanks for listening.